Welcome to the Huntington Helps podcast. My name is Ann Huntington, and I'm the president and board member at Huntington Learning Center. Joining me today is Marielle Carroll. She is a Huntington expert. She is a corporate trainer and has tremendous experience in the center as a managing director. And back in the day, she was a student. Welcome, Marielle. Thanks, Anne. And that's right. Everyone loves to bring it up that I was a student at Huntington. And that actually is my fun fact. When I meet new people at work, that's the one thing that I always like to share. The cool thing about being a student at Huntington is that I was really able to, as a director, see firsthand and understand firsthand what our kids were going through. You know, I was that kid in school who really, really had a hard time. Things happened in elementary school, middle school, and eventually I got to high school as a ninth grader. And my guidance counselor recognized that there were gaps, there were holes, things that I was really struggling with. And she went to my parents, encouraged them to seek help, and they chose to come to Huntington Learning Center. And the rest is history. The rest is history. And it's fantastic that we're speaking today about how learning is part of the everyday. So that's the topic today. So let's get into it because we want to understand all the different and fun ways we can integrate learning into a child's life outside of the classroom. So let's start with one of the big ones, reading. Parents often ask what the most important thing is that they can do to guide their children's learning. Our answer is always reading. So let's talk about that, Marielle. And reading every single time is going to be the answer to that question because reading is the essential building block to every single subject. Whether you're looking at math, science, social studies, or even the electives, reading definitely is going to play a part in their child's understanding and their child's education. The child needs to understand, they need to comprehend what they're reading, understand concepts, and be able to see how Huntington helps build these skills. Of course, children need to comprehend what they're reading, understand concepts, and that is where we at Huntington are able to help build those skills. So when your children struggles with reading, it can really have a ripple effect on every single subject. It is true. I mean, reading is the fundamental building block for the student's academic career. So let's talk about how to get children to read and understand the material. I've heard you discuss this in your trainings and webinars before, so take it away, Marielle. Reading is one of those areas where I have a a little one, she's one year old, We even work on reading now. It is a step-by-step approach that starting even at the early age, you need to be reading with your kids. Whether they're one year old or they're 10 years old, it's an activity that you can be doing with your kids. And the goal with reading is you need to make sure that it is fun. If it feels like a chore, if reading starts to feel like a punishment, kids are not gonna wanna do it. And that's where they're gonna start to struggle. And that's where it'll start to affect itself in school as well. Yeah, it's really important to change the story from being a chore to being, this is exciting, this is fun. And thank you for sharing how we build the building blocks. So let's talk a bit about um, how to get children to read and understand the material. I've heard you discuss this in your trainings and webinars before, Marielle, so take it away. Well, when it comes to reading and understanding materials, you really need to ensure that students are starting with the basics. We need to work on those building blocks and ensure that they are comfortable with what they're reading. And also, if I can add this just for everyday learning, finding activities or topics that they're interested in. You know, I've had so many kids that come through my door and they say, the stories I'm reading for school are boring. 
Okay, but what do you enjoy? How do we help our students pick books to encourage them, to make them want to read? We need to think about topics that they enjoy. And that may be something as simple as books on sports people, books on some athletes, as well as maybe musicians. Finding books that they enjoy and topics that they want to read about will help to encourage our students to want to read. That is such a good point because after the students start reading, it's so important, as you said, to talk with your children about what they are reading. It also brings children into the everyday conversation, the breakfast, the dinner table, out to dinner with family and friends, because it could be topics of current events, or it could be topics of, like you said, the athlete or the musician. It gives students the confidence to get engaged with their peers and and also adults. So as As you were saying, it's really important to ask your children to tell you what's going on in the book or the article and ask them even what might happen next so their imagination starts to go and then they can understand sequencing and the main idea and really comprehending what is happening in the book. Asking your children questions about the content is also a great way to see if they are able to retain and comprehend the information. And again, it makes it that it's part of the everyday. Anything else you want to add about reading? The biggest thing is just sit down and read with your kids. You know, I'm always one to encourage you to spend time with your kids and finding areas and opportunities where you can do so that will be enjoyable is going to be key. So have them pick the book out. Have them choose which book or story you're going to read with them. And whether it's you reading it to them or even them reading it to you, as long as you're spending time together and reading, like we said earlier, it doesn't feel like a chore. It's time that they enjoy spending with you and time that they enjoy reading. Now, Marielle, I have a personal question. What book are you reading to your your one-year-old daughter? We I should say I love reading the book, um, The Book With No Pictures. It is a hilarious book that actually, believe it or not, has absolutely no pictures in it. But the thing I love about this book is that it is encouraging the reader, it's encouraging the kids who are listening to this book to think about what is being read. I read this to my one-year-old as well as my nieces, and everyone just cracks up. So it's really spending that time together that makes reading those stories fun. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, so let's move on. What about math? Math is one of those love it or hate it subjects. So what can we do to encourage using math skills at home and outside the classroom? Math is one of those areas, like you said, you either love it or hate it. And I have to admit, I love math. But I love math because it never felt like it was difficult. It never felt like a challenge. My mom worked at one of the local malls in the area and had a really fun time teaching me how to use math in everyday life by giving me a calculator, having me walk around the store and actually say, okay, if this is what our discount is, what is the cost of this item going to be? And it made me think that I was just shopping. I had fun with it, but it allowed me to practice my percents. It allowed me to practice math in an area that didn't feel like I was working on my work. It didn't feel like I was working on learning. And this is something even still you can take into account when you're at the grocery store. You can take this into account when you think about math, even with things like sports statistics. 
You know, the most popular example that we like to discuss when it does come to using math outside of the classroom is thinking about sports. Everyone loves sports. In every professional sport, the tracking and reporting of statistics plays such an important role. So we can use these stats to create a number of activities to do with our kids. Baseball is a really, really good sport that we can think about when it comes to using math. So teach your children to follow their favorite baseball player and chart their statistics. What you can do is take graph paper. Take this graph paper and graph things like at-bats. Take it and graph hits, batting averages, runs batted in, or even home runs by game. By using a calculator, you can then have your, your kids calculate things like their player's best game by home run or by how many games that they've won. Just really good opportunities to sit, enjoy sports, watch them with your kids, and then bring math into it. Those are two really great examples because when you were with your mom at the mall, you weren't thinking you were doing math, but you were in your everyday, and you were also spending time with her, which is so valuable. And then in terms of sports, it's really great to see that math can be applied outside the classroom and also outside of when you're in school, because sometimes maybe you think, well, why would I really need algebra when you're learning it? But algebra is such a fundamental skill for life. So I think all of this makes perfect sense. Let's talk a little bit more about everyday learning. What about cooking and baking? Well, cooking and baking is another really good opportunity to work on math with your kids. So I'm glad you brought this up, Anne. Helping in the kitchen is an excellent way to put math concepts into action. So you can work on things like fractions when you think about measuring cups, measuring spoons. You can work on addition with your children when it comes to counting ingredients or measuring more or less of whatever it is that you're looking for. Multiplication even when it comes to doubling a recipe and then telling time and temperature. So older children as well. I know this sounds like something you might do with the little ones, but older children can learn about chemistry from the changes that the foods undergo when it goes through the cooking process. You can even take this a step further and calculate the cost of the groceries. I always think about the grocery store when it comes to math because how many times do you see signs that say 20% off, 10% off, five, four, six dollars, Grocery store is a great place to teach kids addition, subtraction, as well as multiplication and division. You can have your children keep a running estimate of the grocery bills as you shop. And once you check out, ask how far off his or her estimated total bill will be. Ask how much change that you'd receive if you were to pay with $100, pay with $200, things like that. This is really great info, Marielle. Thank you so, so much. Of course, Anne, and one thing I do want to add here is that if parents are able to pinpoint their child's learning style, they should really look to match the activities that they're choosing to do at home. I mentioned this earlier with reading, that you want to pick topics that your children are passionate about so they enjoy the books that you're choosing. But the same goes for everyday learning. It's not just about reading. If your child's a visual learner, you want to find things like baking or using money, some ways that your child can actually see and understand those concepts. If your child's an auditory learner, you want to learn by listening to podcasts, listen to books on tape, or even using mnemonic devices to help memorize those information. That's really, really good. Well, thank you, Marielle, for mentioning that. Anything else you want to add in terms of everyday learning, be it with reading math or, or something else? The biggest takeaway with everyday learning is to really find activities that you can do with your kids to encourage learning 
every day, whether it's reading, math, finding opportunities for them to want to learn and find ways to sneak it in. Just like my mom did when it came to little things like math. If you have an opportunity to work on something with your child that they're learning in school, do it. It may be something small, it may be short, but it may, you never know if it makes a lasting impression. And just find ways to spend time together. Because yes, every kid can sit down and read a book, but if you're not sitting down next to them and asking questions, how well do you know whether or not they're understanding that material? So spend time with your kids and enjoy it. Find things that you can do together. That's wonderful. And that really is that aha. It's bringing math and reading and learning outside the classroom. And it really shows that kids and adults can have fun while learning. And that's the absolute key. Because once there is that connection between reading and math and everything else in the classroom to every day, then all of a sudden there's confidence, there's motivation, and anything truly is possible for that student. So I think that just about wraps up our show today. Well, thank you, Marielle, for joining us and talking about the ways we can incorporate learning into our everyday lives. Thank you, Anne. You're welcome. If you have questions about your child's education that you'd like us to answer, reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. You can find the links in the podcast description. Thanks for listening to Huntington Helps. We'll talk to you next time.